Hello, and welcome back to the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast. This is Penny Sansbury and Amy Cornell. And we're we're so excited to be back. Happy summer, y'all. Um, we're, I, I mentioned this in our last podcast. We're super excited in the fall. We're going to launch our Patreon page. So there's going to be all kinds of goodies and promos and fun things for you to participate in. Uh, we want to thank our listeners for ideas because we have a show coming up that is an, uh, a listener-based show, came up with an idea, which was super timely. So we're going to be running that in the summer as well. This idea, what the idea for this show in particular came from actually not, it wasn't a listener idea, but it was a lot of different things that we've, uh, a lot of different pen name situations that we've dealt with over the years. So I think it was worth, Amy and I talked about this, it was definitely worth doing a show on because I think pen names are fun and you can get really creative with them, but it's also not a decision that you should make lightly because everything that you put out there um, obviously is your brand. So one of the things I don't recommend is to try on a pen name and see if it works, like trying on that great little summer outfit and see if it fits Um, because it's not something that you can turn on and off. So we're focused, um, we're focused on that today. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that we've seen and just some cautionary tales. We want, I want to remind you before we launch into the show that we love reviews wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave us a review and also a way to um, help boost your learning from these podcasts is uh, to share an idea in your review of something that you're going to implement right away. And that's oftentimes great when you notate that takeaway, something that you're going to do in the coming days or weeks to further promote your book or books. Um, so back to, so back to the, the pen name conversation. Um It's not, so pen names, as I mentioned, can be fun, but it's not often that simple. And we're going to talk about why. And Amy, do you want to kick this off first? Um, The first sort of pen name consideration? Yeah, absolutely. So this kind of seems like an obvious one, but there's a lot of layers to this. So first, you really need to decide how secretive you want or sometimes need to be. You know, authors use pen names for different reasons. So if you're going to do it because you really need to protect your identity and you really need to remain anonymous, your considerations will be different than if you're doing it because you want to create an alternative persona, you know, for branding reasons, or maybe because you write in different genres or something like that. So really the level of secrecy will also affect your marketing to some degree and what you can put out there and things like that. So it will actually shape your marketing plan, the execution of your promotions and things like that. So you really need to be honest about your, the level of anonymity you need in that, in, you know, with your pen name and kind of gauge it on a scale because that will kind of direct what you can and can't do going forward to some degree. Absolutely. And, you know, the other piece of this too, and I know we're going to talk about some of the legal stuff a little bit later in the podcast, not boring legal stuff, but just some things to consider is that, um, so I, I'm, this is not a big reveal, but I also write under a pen name. Um, I write fiction under a pen name and I do that just because it's fun and it's, you know, uh, it doesn't, it, I write under that pen name because it's not necessarily connected to my brand. 
But one of the things that I discovered is that as you are, again, depending, as Amy pointed out, on the level of secrecy, is you want to be careful because your real name shows can show up in a lot of unexpected places. Like, for example, when you sign up for a domain, right? So if you sign up for a domain, you purchase it, let's say under GoDaddy, whatever, and it shows up under your account. So you actually have to mask that domain so that your name isn't searchable because somebody can just go under, um, I want to say who is or something like that. I was researching that recently for um, a plagiarism thing, which we're also going to do a show on, but um, it, it shows who bought, who owns and bought the domain. So just something to consider, like what, how many layers do you really need to have? Because so several years ago, I was at a book fair and I was sitting next to this really lovely author who was a CFO in her day job, but she wrote super steamy romance. And she wrote under a pen name because she said, I need to be taken very seriously. I don't want this connected to the business in any way. Um, so it, 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 it's definitely worth, con- you know, considering. And then, you know, an author that I met at a conference, she wrote romance and she wrote children's books, which seems like a little bit of an odd combo, but it worked very well for her. She wrote her romance under a pen name and the children's book she just put under, you know, under her name. Keep in mind too, that if you're writing under a pen name, it gets a little bit tricky. And like I said, we've had a whole bunch of different iterations of this over the years. It starts to get a little bit tricky if you're going to do author events, right? So let's say that your pen name is just, I don't know, Sally Smith, right? But you, and I'm just going to use you, Amy, as an example, Amy does not write under a pen name. So this is not a second big reveal on the podcast, but you know, you, Amy, Cornell, you want to go and you want to do events, how are you showing up at those events? Are you showing up as Amy? Are you showing up as Sally? How are you, how are you being booked for those events? So that's just something to consider as you're doing a pen name, because there's just, there's a lot of layers uh, to this conversation. Right. So exactly. Like Penny listed some examples where they're really, some people had really no other option. Mm-hmm. Under other than to publish under a pen name because of other areas of their life that they really needed to protect. Or again, the, you know, romance slash children's book author. Like, I think that makes a lot of sense because those are two very different brands. You really can't combine those. Um, And we've touched on that on, on other shows before where we've talked about how to manage, you know, multiple genres and all the different layers of that as well. So that's another example of if you have different genres, maybe you want a pen name. Um, but, you know, and there's there's also other reasons to do it. Sometimes it's just to sound cooler and that's absolutely valid. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and a lot of times we see authors pick a pen name because you can kind of align yourself with a trend that's proving to be really successful. And I think one of the most popular uh, contemporary examples of that would be you know, women using their initials like AKA JK Rowling. So they weren't necessarily being pegged as women authors because, because they were writing in genres that were male dominated. And so they didn't want to be judged as, Oh, the woman writer in that genre, they just want to be judged by their work. So there's a lot of reasons that people do this, but again, 
you know, that's why we kick this off with you really need to make some hard decisions about the level of anonymity you want to keep and why, because again, mm-hmm. that will affect every other decision you make surrounding your pen name and what that means for your platform. And actually, I mean, Nora Roberts did this and she did it specifically with the JD Rob books. She did it because she didn't, she knew that her audience, and this is another Right. This is a separate conversation, but one we've also done a podcast on. Audiences don't often cross over. So she knew that her contemporary romance readers weren't necessarily going to cross over into romance. Now, many did because they were, you know, fangirling with Nora Roberts and she's lovely. I met her at at an author event once, but J.D. Robb became her gnome de plume for all of her mystery suspense thriller books. Um, and, and I think that, you know, if your real name is hard to pronounce, to spell or pronounce, or on the other end of the spectrum, you know, your name is so common that basically you have minimal options to claim your own website URL or social media. Um, that's, that's also maybe a consideration. I mean, I think that it would be hard for a debut author with a name, like let's say James Smith, to own the platform um, because there are so many other, it's because it's a fairly common name, but we'll, we'll loop more. We'll loop back to that in just a minute. Yeah. That's a really good point because that even happens when um, I've been noticing that a lot on Amazon, actually Penny, when I'm doing some keyword research and stuff, if someone doesn't actually have their, um, their name, their author name associated with their author central account, if they haven't claimed that, yeah. I've noticed that when I click on their author name, they just throw it into a search. Amazon will automatically throw it into a search. And then I get all of these variations of that author name and similar ones or repeat author, you know, like two different mm-hmm. authors that have the same name. So it can get very confusing very quickly um, if you don't have some sort of standout name. And again, finding that happy medium between not being super hard to pronounce or spell, but not being so common. I mean, it gets really tricky. So, you know, you just don't want to lose a potential sale because a buyer lands somewhere else when they're trying to find you. So again, coming up with and owning a pen name that is very strategic does make a lot of sense. So that's why we're like, we need to do the show because it, it, for a lot of people, there is, there is a lot of there's a lot of pros to creating a pen name, but I think one more big consideration is whether your name also suits the genre you're writing in. Yeah. I think, you know, this is another one that people don't think about a lot. Um, you know, it's not a deal breaker, of course, for most on- genres, but like one example that I saw, if you plan to write like romantic fantasy books for like teenagers and your name happens to be like Charles Butcher, like there's kind of a... <laughs> Is that a real thing? Amy, is that a real thing? Did you really see that? (laughs) There's kind of a weird disconnect there. Yeah, it was one of the examples that I saw. And it was just kind of like, yeah, that's a, you know, that's, that's truly a good point. And until you're that, that person in that position, it's something that not a lot of people think about, but we might have a listener that goes, yeah, you know, I really wanted to write And you know, I think some of the most clever pen names are really in the, young adult fantasy realm. Honestly, there's some really clever, fun, creative, intentionally very whimsical names that these authors come up with to write under, not necessarily for anonymity, but just because it's such a cool elevation of their brand, which I think is really fun. And again, they're not doing it to be secretive. It's just, it's just really next level branding for some of these people as well. Yeah, exactly. But I think to your point, 
much like your brand, you want to think long-term. So you may think that that name is really cool or like the initials, right? Like the JK, right? Before, or JD Rob. So trends come and go. So you also want to be careful that if you're going to write long-term in 10 years, you may hate the fact that you used the initials um, on your uh, on your pen name. So you definitely want to think long-term. So Assuming that you have a pen name in mind and you've landed on an on an idea or two, one of the first things that I recommend, and I don't, I'm not saying this, but you you got to do a Google search. I mean, I know it sounds like a no brainer. You got to do a Google search um, because, for many reasons, um, you've had one in mind for years. It could be disappointing. Um, it may already be used like a lot. Um, but similarly <laughs> to not falling in love with your first draft of your cover, um, you really want to be um, a little flexible to make sure that your um, pen name is, you know, if you're going to start branding around the pen name, um, you kind of want to have a clean slate. I mean, make sure that it, the other side of this is make sure that it hasn't been used in a bad way by an author who just sort of crashed and burned like, Oh my gosh, you're that author. You're writing again. You're like, no, no, no. And you spend most of your career explaining that you're not the author, the, whatever the crazy author history behind that name is. So checking all major social media sites, including Goodreads, because we've had authors who haven't done their due diligence. And the reason that Amy and I are sort of I mean, it's not funny. Like if you've started to launch your, your career with a pen name, they're like, oops, I'm sorry. This guy, this, this guy wrote a couple of books, like the woman who wrote the book about, um, killing your husband. And then turns out she killed her husband. Like, right. Want to be a little, want to be a little careful aligning yourself with serial killers. Just kidding. But, um, you want to be careful with your pen names and, and, you know, the small issue, but actually not a small issue is making sure that um, it's not a pen name that somebody is already using, even, you know, even if they're not doing awful nefarious things. <laughs> right. Yes, truly. We had a client <laughs> experience this. It was actually uh, co-authors mm -hmm. and they, they, it was really actually clever and it was genuine. They combined their names to make a pen name, which is again, a super cool, fun idea, but their pen name was actually, already in use. And it was uh, somebody's real name. <laughs> so, and this author had even hit some bestseller lists and things like that. So needless to say, it caused a little drama because the original author wasn't yeah. happy when she found out somebody was using her name, you know, and they, they wrote in kind of similar genres too, which is also a big, like adage cringe factor, you know, right. <laughs> For the most part, people maybe would, would give it a little less thought if it was, you know, like horror and one was in horror, one was in romance. Well, it's probably not the same person, not that it couldn't be, but either way, having the same name in a similar genre, just again, like up to the cringe factor of all of that. So to Penny's point, like definitely do some Google searching. You want to know how that name's being used or again, sadly, there's, there's not as many original ideas as we'd hope. So maybe it's just not being used a lot, which is also fine. Um, but that is a consideration you need to make. Like, do you really want to move forward knowing that there are already X number of books published using this name or one very similar to it? Right. Right. Exactly. And you know, that author did, um, that author did write them and say, Hey, you know, you're using my name. 
um, <laughs> which you you can't. I mean, it's really. I, I would be upset too if somebody published something under Penny Sansevieri that wasn't. <laughs> Sorry, no, I mean right, you know, and yeah. I would be even more upset if they hit the bestseller list and I didn't. But that is, <laughs> but envy aside, right? Um, we also have had authors, and this is, this is kind of I, I want to get through this without just busting up laughing, but that's going to be really hard. So we've had authors or I've talked to authors over the years who want to um, create a name that is similar to a big best-selling household author name um, to ride their coattails. And a bunch of years ago, I had an author, and I can't remember now if it was on the phone or if it was at a writer's conference who said he, he wanted to write under the pen name Stephen Kong. <laughs> because <laughs> I really hate <laughs> I, I know. I just think of like crazy BDSM, like something really pornographic, honestly. Right. And because the guy also wrote horror and oh. I didn't even look, you know, I should have done my due diligence. Speaking of doing research, Penny, I right. should have done my due diligence before the podcast to see if he actually ever published under that name. Cause I discouraged him. And I said, first off, once I stopped laughing, I said, you know, um, it's a little weird to do that. It's a little stalkerish, and I'm pretty sure Stephen King will shut you down. I mean, because let's face it, he's Stephen King. And he he also, this guy also wrote under horror. So, you know, it, it's problematic. So back to checking platforms. Um, and as I said, I should probably check to see if this author ever actually published, uh, because I'm sure he'll, maybe if he listens to the show, be like, hey, thanks for the shout out. Oh, um, but you don't necessarily, so when you're checking the platforms, I'm not encouraging you that to say that you have to use all the platforms that you're checking, but um, we really want you to make sure that, you know, um, even if you don't plan on using Twitter, check Twitter to see if, you know, somebody with that name is on it. And as we've talked about in our social media shows, claim all the platforms, claim all the platforms. Even if you don't plan on using them, you can pin a post or a tweet to the top to say, follow me on Instagram or follow me on TikTok or whatever. Um, and I think that's a good lead in for Amy to talk a little bit more about your platform. Right. I think that was a good point, Penny, too, because again, even if you don't plan on using all of the social sites, you still, you know, like you said, it's still a good practice to claim the account. So you're protecting yeah. your brand to some degree. And going back to poor James Smith, if he's actually listening, I apologize. This is now the second time I've I've mentioned it. <laughs> We've thrown a bunch of people under the bus today, Amy. No one's safe. Oh, might as well continue down this path. But <laughs> needless to say, you don't want to be author James Smith 75. Like that's not a super sexy handle, you know? So so if if you do choose a pen name, that's why we're saying double check the platforms and make sure you can get something that is really a professional sounding, you know, social media branded handle because the really the goal is should be to use something similar, if not the same across platforms. You know, that's really the professional way to manage it. So you choose one handle and try to claim that on every single social site. Again, just to protect your brand, not that you have to use it, but you want to make sure nobody else starts using it so it doesn't get confusing. Um but yeah, you have to think about your entire platform, including your website. You know, that's another yeah. potentially 
tricky road to navigate if you don't think things through, you know, because maybe at some point you'll want to branch out and not use your pen name for other titles at some point. It could happen. You know, it's, it's tough to say never when you're first starting out or when you're just at a very specific point in your career. So, and it's not typically easy to have multiple genres, uh, let alone multiple published author names all under one single website or brand. We actually had an author at one point that did that. And it was confusing even for us. And we knew what was going on. They had pen names and second pen names and they were all different genres and it was all under one website and it was very confusing. Um, So if you use a pen name, but it might end up not being for everything, you're pretty much taking on the responsibility of managing two separate brands and platforms at some point down the road. So that's what we're saying. Like, if you know you need to use a pen name for your erotic romance, we get that. But just know that that is going to be kind of like a separate small business that you will have to manage on its own. And separately, if you take a different route with your writing later on. So if you end up writing literary fiction, you're like, oh, I can use my name for this. Okay, well, now you have two websites, you have two different marketing plans, you have, you know, multiple social media accounts. And authors do it all the time. It's not impossible. We're not discouraging you from that. But just know that that is going to be your reality if, if that's, you know, if that's the path you end up going down. Right, exactly. And I think that, you know, that's really the the heart of this this podcast is that we're just reminding you of all the things that you might be faced as your brand grows. And if anything that we've mentioned seems like an absolute deal breaker, you might want to reconsider whether or not you need to use a pen name. And if you do, how you'll manage it. And I want to come back to one of the things I mentioned earlier about, you know, doing author events. I've had authors that say, I'm, let's just hypothetically, uh, a whistleblower, right? And so I'm writing under a pen name. I want tons of media, but I don't want anybody to know who I am. It's a really fine line. So you can't be on uh, television (laughs) if you're trying to hide. And, but it's, but it's something, you know, it's interesting because a lot of authors don't necessarily sort of think through that either. So if a pen name is just something fun and a branding, that's a whole different conversation. But if this is, you really don't want people to know who you are, then you're also need to understand that there are some limitations. And I think the last piece of this is, you know, the legal elements. So for example, letting people, you know, you, you know, you hired no is the pen name for anonymity reasons like the CFO that I mentioned earlier, and then make sure to know how your contracts um, are filled out. Because we recently had an author who, um, before she told us that it was she was writing under a pen name, she signed all of her contracts under her pen name and had to re-sign everything because it wasn't obviously her name. Um, so it's just something that's important to consider. And then also if you're hiring a PR firm, because she did this at the onset, she said, I only want my pen name used for everything. And I said, that's fine. So what we do as a company then is the only person who knows your real name, because obviously that's probably where your payment is under, um, gets on the, you know, get only goes to accounting. And then the rest of the team only knows you by your pen name. And that's really the easiest way that's really the easiest way to do it if you're doing it for that level of um, anonymity. Um, but just again, consider any of the minor legal considerations, um, not just to get started with a pen name, but for how it might affect 
other decisions and taxes and things like that. I can tell you from experience, having used a pen name, um, that you know everything just gets put under royalties and that kind of stuff just gets put under your name. Um, but you definitely, if you want to go even deeper in the pen name experience, get some legal help on that. So I really hope that this has been helpful. We love the creativity that a pen name can afford authors. It's definitely next level branding and planning. So just be willing to put in um, the early work to make sure that it supports your goals and that you don't wind up surprised (laughs) with a pen name that is used or that uh, belongs to a serial killer, which apparently is the theme of the show. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you. This And Amy outlined the show. I want to thank her. This was a great, um, this was a great show idea and a great outline. Um, So I want to thank you, Amy, for doing that. And um, wherever you listen to podcasts, we love a review. In the show notes, our contact information. We love show ideas. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.